Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd, and I'm very excited to introduce a legendary figure, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> introduce yourself, Omar. Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Omar Aziz, um, calling in from Riverside, California, the Empire. Uh, <laughs> Riverside's one... a real place. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a wonderful place. We're very excited to have you here, Omar. Yeah. Well, if you're here, who's running your exotic bird shop? <laughs> <laughs> so for people who have, who have uh, been following Currently Nerdy for a while, they've heard us talk about this guy named Omar. Omar is a dear friend. We've known him for years. We were on TSN together. In fact, he, he started it and recruited both of us. Um, and over the years, for some reason, that Omar, TSN Omar, our dear friend Omar, has become fused with this other mythical Omar who runs Omar's Exotic Birds in Orange County. And our idea, or at least our belief is, because when you look at this store, there's no way in fucking hell that this store has survived decades in rich-ass Orange County. One store, Omar's Exotic Birds. There's not a huge market for fucking toucans in Orange County. No. For some reason, this store has been around. So we've assumed that this store is probably some type of, you know, front for something, that it's a secret CIA operations ground. What do you call those? Black sites? Is that what they're called? Something like that. And that Omar... This mythical Omar got fused with good old TSN Omar. Now, people have a chance to actually hear your voice, that you're a real person. Yeah, my reputation has been tarnished by this, <laughs> by this guy, who, whoever he is. I don't know what kind of shady stuff is going on, but I, I somehow got uh, <laughs> into it. You're here He's, to defend your reputation. I know. <laughs> Look, bro, that Omar is probably worth 10 times the amount that you are. Let's be real. That's he, true. Probably. He, he owns prime real estate in South Orange County. I still don't understand this business model, though. Like, what is he importing? Flamingos? Toucans? Like, what, first of all, what constitutes an exotic bird? I don't know. Right? Like, it's obviously not a pigeon. That's not exotic. I'm assuming. And two, what market is there in Orange County, all places? For exotic birds, like, is there like a weird white people, you know, man, hobbyist? Like, is it, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. White people, they're just, Omar, they're I, ordering flamingos and shit. Yeah, Omar, I have a question for you. What's up? So we have beef that started. I don't remember when it started. When did this beef start? Like, we have this like unspoken talking shit about each other for the past like four years by or which so. you mean you bully poor Omar. this is yeah this is I, I think you're misrepresenting this is a very one-sided beef <laughs> yes. uh this is this is more what i would uh label as bullying <laughs> where one side decides that they uh want to continue to make fun of the other person so you know i'm i'm innocent in all of this i just sit back i listen i, I don't engage but for some reason you just keep coming back at me Diz. i don't I, know why i this, have i have evidence that you are not innocent, all right? Lies. In I all have, honesty, I have Facebook as a, posts, I have tweets. As, an, as a third-party observer here, it, it is it's cyberbullying. <laughs> <If anyone, laughs> Thank you, Ali. Let's just be clear here. This is Diz's cancellation right now. This is where he gets canceled. For years, good woke Diz has been bullying Omar for no reason, other than maybe he's jealous about Omar's nice eyes or some shit like that. Because he keeps bringing up your eyes for some reason. <laughs> right. For whatever well, reason, he's been bullying Omar for years in a very one-sided attack. So I think, if, in fairness, now that we have Omar here to finally defend himself, that we should run, raise a campaign to cancel this. I'm Once with it. I'm with it. We should get a, some, some smart people together and, and sign a letter to, to tell, to tell yeah. us, tell everyone how much we dislike it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put an open letter in Harper uh, for the cancellation of Diz. Go it's, for it, bro. It's gone too far. He's a cyber bully. He's been mean to people online, uh, and he needs to be canceled. You'll get, all, you'll get three signatures, <laughs> and it's going to be you, Omar, and maybe V. In, in Diz's defense, I, I listened, I've listened to this podcast for a few years, and, and he has to take it from you, Ali. So, yes, you know, yes. there's, he has got a lot of pent-up energy not, he has to let out. Yeah, that's not cyberbullying. That's just regular old-fashioned bullying. 
there's a difference. I'm not tech savvy enough to cyber bully anyone. So my bullying is very old fashioned. I say it, it to your face. I, 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 I crush your self-esteem. <laughs> the good old bullying. The good the, the... old fashioned way. And I feel it's fair. I think uh, Diz is asking for it, being the size that he is. I didn't um, choose my size, you <laughs> asshole. I th- you know, it just offends me. Uh, five foot three, it's like, he's, you know, he's asking for it. If yeah. you can't bully Diz, then, then I, I don't want to be an American. That's just rude. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, you know? It's heightism. It's hairism. You're upset that I have more hair on my head than you do. You're upset that I have more body hair on my body than you do. Um, I'm just upset in general about your existence. Yeah. You know, and if anyone needs to be canceled here, it's you. You're in a position of power. I'm not. Look, I'm uh, my cancellation is bound to happen sooner or later. I'm not overly worried about it. A bunch of I feel white like people, now that you got people the... angry that I said something online, bound to happen. You've got the what? What are you at now these days, Ali? Twenty k, thirty k? How many followers you got? <laughs> I'm at thirty-eight thousand, I think. Damn, almost forty, almost forty. Don't ask me how it happened. Don't ask me what's going on. I have no clue. Uh, but you share it's, stories it's about gin. Every time, every time it goes up a little bit, I'm like, oh, one step closer to being canceled. Well, yeah. I mean, you keep posting astrology and gin stuff, like, so. Listen, the Muslims hate me on one side, and then the white people hate me for my leftist rhetoric on the other side. It's just a, they're gonna join hands someday, join forces, and say, like, we gotta get rid of this guy. <laughs> He's too liberal, and he talks about gin and astrology and stuff we don't like. He's got to go. I love it. I love He's it. Go. I'm all for it, bro. When, when that petition starts, <laughs> this is behind all of it. <laughs> Look, I'm not years, smart enough to start it, but I will get behind it. Once years it of revenge. If, if anyone's going to escalate, it's, it's going to be Diz. If, if you need anyone to escalate a situation, it's usually going to be him. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this earlier about how hot-headed you actually are. and Yeah. I mean, anyone, anyone who unnecessarily escalates, too, to be clear, it's like, that's you. That's a skill you have that I don't think anyone else has. Dude, I, some, one of my friends showed me uh, some guy who, like, posted pictures of him, like, with, like, a noose and then using the N-word oh, from, like, Jesus. eight years ago. And I found out that he's got a business. So I've been spamming his business with like the photo and stuff <laughs> on, on, on Facebook. This, I, this climate of using the internet for justice was made for people like you particularly yeah, because you 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 hold grudges like I do. nobody's business i do I, call, I i sent an email to the ohio state nursing board today for because what reason? <laughs> so, well, why are you sending emails to them <laughs> yeah hold on this is a this is a really good question well, some, first of all i didn't even know you knew the ohio state nursing board okay well i don't know them i looked it up and I sent a complaint on one Why? of their nurses. There was an RN on Facebook making racist statements, right? Oh, so Jesus did. I done called her out. I mean, know? it's it's good to call out racist people and, and hold them accountable, but but you need to be off Facebook first. Of all. <laughs> and which ones get the get the angry Yelp reviews and then the letters <laughs> to the board associations? Like, how do you make that determination? This when you're using when you're using the N word and stuff, you know, it's, it's fair. You know, so she used the N word and she's an RN. Here's my thing. All right. If you're in healthcare, right. Healthcare yeah. has been proven like that. It's a racist system. Historically. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they treat black women different. Like fucking Serena Williams gets blood clots in her lungs, goes to the doctor and says, Hey, I think I have a blood clot in my lung. And like the doctor's like, nah, it's just the medicine that's overreacting. You're overreacting. Turns out she actually did have a blood clot. And Jesus. like, had she not gotten a second opinion, she could have died from it. Right. But you know, and this is a famous celebrity we're talking about, right? right? Imagine like Joe Schmo, like it's known. We don't give black people the same pain prescriptions we give to white people. We treat black women completely differently in the healthcare system. So, so if this person wasn't in the healthcare system, would you have contacted their employer? Like, let's uh, say they worked for T-Mobile. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I, I, okay. I felt more inclined because, because they were in health. They were a healthcare worker, right? Yeah. Like the other dude, he posted a picture of himself like with a noose like making jokes about lynching people. Jesus. And then like he wrote something about I'm I'm on uh, he something about lynch an N-word something, right? Like he wrote something yeah. like that. 
uh, he because someone called him out for spelling lynching wrong. He's like, I'm not a spellologist. I'm a lyncha n-word oh up apologist. Of course. So I'm like, okay, you deserve to be blasted. Like, if it's just like one of my old high school friends who say like, why don't all lives matter? I'm not gonna this go. This person and like, owns his own business. You said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you've been putting what Yelp reviews? I went on his Facebook page and I've been like posting on all his posts. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is this is the great. Uh, thing that the internet has allowed people to do is that it allows you to speak back, yeah. right? Like one of the things that the growing up part of celebrity culture, part of pub, like the public discussion, was that something was happening out there that you had nothing, no way of contributing to. Celebrities could say what they want, do what they want. The press could say what they want, do what they want. Politicians could say what they want, do what they want, and you didn't really have an impact there. There was nothing really your way of speaking to it. Social media has kind of broken down that barrier, right? One of the things that it allows you to do is you, the ordinary person, can now speak back. So when a celebrity does something stupid or they say something, you can quite literally tweet at them. Now, chances are they're not going to see it, right? But it at least makes you feel good, right? Like you're saying something back to John Cusack or whatever, I don't know. I couldn't come up with a celebrity. <laughs> was that your celebrity reference? <laughs> this is really the only celebrity that came to mind. Justin Bieber. There we go. <laughs> it's a John Cusack. He's like, how do I connect with the audience? Let me pull up John Cusack's name. <laughs> What's a way of remaining hip with our, with our millennial and Gen Z audience? Look, has he even been in anything recently, John Cusack? I think the no, last man. thing I saw him in was in the 2012 or whatever that movie was. The world was coming to an end, or something. Yeah, shit. I have no idea. That's that's the last movie he was probably. Anyways, pick any celebrity. <laughs> I'm not a celebrityologist, okay? <laughs> Don't know anything about these people, but you're able to speak back to them now. You're able to hold people accountable via social media. The only problem is like, like where does it like does that also mean ordinary people are held accountable? Which I'm okay with, right? I'm totally fine with it. But it does become this interesting thing where like. Anybody is a public figure, right? The nurse is now a public figure. She's not just working as an RN. She's also apparently <laughs> saying racist shit on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, right? If, if you have a... All of us have a public forum now with social media, right? Yeah. We all have Which fucking... has good connotations and bad ones. Yeah. And... And everyone's got a fucking opinion now, and they want to post their opinion. Well, everyone's always had an opinion, but now everyone has a, a way to post their opinion. So if you're posting your opinion online, and you've also posted where you work at, like, expect ramifications. Like, you're not just yelling into the air. You're, yeah. you're saying this shit for people to see, so expect some ramifications for it. Like, that's no all I'm saying. One, no one has mastered, I think the kind of toxicity of the public forum like Afghans quite have. Um, <laughs> we've been doing, we've been using Facebook to hold, you know, to call each other out and to randomly stir shit and debates for years. Let's like, let's be real since Facebook was a thing. Bro, Afghans even since before Facebook, it. when Omar was using the Afghan tea house fucking <laughs> chat rooms. I mean, why you gotta expose me like that? Dude? <laughs> Arguments about whether Christmas trees are allowed or not. <laughs> these are the important issues that matter to us <laughs> but like it would start like there right like it would start as something as really lame in my opinion lame and then it would turn heated and people would end up getting so and so is is a non-muslim how dare they put up this secular tree or, or this christian tree or you're a bigot for not embracing the, like it would start at about a christmas tree and it would end in the type of toxicity we see today. So I think Afghans were ahead of the curve oh, by yeah. years. When it We've mastered the art of talking shit. Like, on Facebook. And no, but just media. It, talking shit in general. All right. Afghans have that shit locked down. Like you can talk shit f about someone here in California. And by day's end, it'll get back to like Kabul or Erat or wherever <laughs> your family's from in Afghanistan. Yeah, we, we certainly have. And I think in, in, in a sort of fascinating way, there's a sort of microcosm here between like the Afghan diaspora and kind of broadly more America, is that we have a really unusual relationship with our celebrities, hmm. hugely on social media. We have a love-hate relationship. Celebrities are almost always on edge 
in the Afghan community. I mean, like every other day, Ariana Saeed is canceled. Well, I hope to get her canceled once. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> recently, justifiably so, right? But like every other day, you know, you, some type of person who claims to be a musician or some shit says something. And all of a sudden, the entirety of it, like the greatest mistake I ever made was teaching my mom how to use social media. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lamar, let me tell you, all she does is comment on people's Instagrams and Facebook. She actually commented on one of Diz's friends. One of his friends is like, is like, a, is a, I think he was a hunter or some shit like that. Yeah, Mo Shalizi. Mo Shalizi's a hunter. I come over one night to have dinner with my mom, and she's like, look, Bachem, look who this guy is. He goes hunting. And she showed me, she wrote a fucking paragraph under his photo about how he's oh an evil God. person because he goes hunting. My mom is an animal lover. And I was like, that was the moment where I knew I was like, it was a mistake letting her know how to use Instagram and Facebook. Just, just does now. think about all of the shit talking, all of the gossiping, all of the amount of information they were able to spread without the ease of using social media. Like they did all that stuff on just telephones, handheld telephones. And now you give them this tool, like it's over. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell you the moment I knew Afghans were a different breed was I was over at uh, our cousin Mustafa's house and Mustafa's mom and Diz's mom are twins and they're both hijabis. This was like before smartphones were a thing. This was when cell phones were flip phones. I saw with my own eyes as uh, Diz's mom was cooking, having one cell phone stuck into her hijab, using the hijab as a like old school Bluetooth or some shit like that. Oh my god! Holding one phone in one ear and then having the 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 cordless phone in the other ear. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, as she was transferring information from one cell phone to another, basically doing like today's version of like a Zoom call while simultaneously cooking, I knew then I was like, "Damn, Afghans are a different level of dangerous." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to gossip <laughs> and rumor and shit talking. Yep, there was a rumor that I was a uh, an unlicensed barber giving everyone in my neighborhood haircuts oh, when I was thirteen. That was a good one. <laughs> that got spread. Yeah. This is the shit that Afghan spread. This is just weird stuff. But at least we don't have any fucking random Afghans running for president in Afghanistan, I don't think. Oh, God, no. Like any, Ariana Saeed's not running for president in Afghanistan. Yeah, but we have our own political news. <laughs> is it much better? Elections. We have two presidents, no? <laughs> Basically, have two presidents. Why have one president when you can have two? <laughs> exactly. Why have one when you can have two corrupt pieces of shit? <laughs> It's messed up, man. We know some of their family members. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I do. I have I, everything that Ali says is his own views and thoughts. It does not represent. They represent the, the entirety of currently nerdy as a collective. We think that they're both pieces of shit. And Ali does. I, I have no thought in this. <laughs> I speak on behalf of all currently nerdy here. I, I have free will. Omar, he doesn't speak on your behalf. Too, bro. <laughs> don't you're don't just, put me in this. <laughs> yeah, you're just a guest. Look. All I'm saying is it could be worse, you know. You could you could have someone like Kanye running for president of your country and actually gaining steam. Like is he really gaining steam is the question. I don't know, man. I think people are going to be voting for him as like a joke vote. But like I've seen so for those of you who don't know, uh Kanye West has declared that he's running for president in 2020. Now, he did say this The famous when, shoemaker Kanye West. The yeah, the musician Let's, I mean, has he put out any songs recently? Uh, what I his, know of. When was his last album, Omar? Like two years ago? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think he put out an album. Like the last music ago. video I saw was the one where he was like, in a, he was like all boxy. What was that, what was that one called? All boxy. Oh. He had like a big body. With some with like... A, with you're like such a little Uzi hoe. or something like that, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that's the one. It was with a little pump, I think. Yeah, oh, it broke my pen. I love it. That's I think some shit That's like that. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he was calling girls stupid hoes. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah, but so he he did say something that he was going to run for president in 2020 back in like 2015, 16 was it when he won like some random MTV award? Something like that. Like he was talking about how he was high, and he's like, "And yes, I will be running for president in 2020." And I mean. He's a man of his word. He is running for president in 2020. <laughs> um, so he was going to run for a Republican, right? 
his initial thought was, I'm going to run as a Republican if Donald Trump wasn't the incumbent. But now he's running under the birthday party. What is that? That's a made-up party. That's not it's, a real party. Yeah. It's a, so he said if he wins, he's going to run the U.S. like they run Wakanda. I like where this fictional, is going. The, wait, the fictional Wakanda? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. How do you run something like a fictional place? I don't know. He said that... It, we don't was, have vibranium. He's aware of that, right? Has, he says, has anyone told him that we don't have vibranium in America? He says he's going to like keep America uh their foreign policy by implementing the framework of Wakanda as a as a management model um which Wakanda 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 the, from the Black Panther movie Yeah I know I know but which because in the beginning Wakanda's policy is isolationist <laughs> and in the end it's about black liberation I have no idea bro he just said framework of Wakanda he didn't okay. say which one <laughs> am I looking too deeply into this yeah you're looking too deeply into this um he's very anti-vaccine right oh, so he, he thinks yeah that. he thinks they're gonna put microchips in us with the vaccines so he that's he <sighs> does not believe that that's how we're gonna get rid of coronavirus <laughs> uh-oh yeah bro it's here's it and here you know who his VP might be Elon Musk. Oh, God, no. Because oh, when yeah. he's, God, no. he said that he's going to be running, and Elon Musk says, you have my full support. I can, look, <laughs> I can barely stand one, one of these douchey billionaires, much less the two of them. Can I just say that, like, first of all, he's not going to be on the ballot in, like, a bunch of states. It's too late. Yeah. So just pointing that out. Two, is he serious? You guys know, you know Kanye better than I do. I mean, as much as anyone can. But. Is he? Do you think he's serious? No, I like, think he's. I think he's legit. Or is this, is this a is this a PR thing? No, he's he's dead serious. And the problem is, is, is he trying to sell shoes? Is what I'm trying to ask. Well, I mean, partially. So. A new album is dropping in the next few months or some shit. I think I I think a part of it has to do with the shoes, right? Like I think it's a PR thing for one, because people are talking about Kanye again, right? Yeah. And I also think he's serious, right? Kanye has this belief that you know, like. That he's a genius. Musically, I agree. I think Kanye's a musical genius. Now, I'm not a fan of his music because of I'm not a fan of him, right? Like, I love old Kanye, right? Like, I would I listen to the college dropout, late registration, um, all that, and graduation, like, over and over again, right? But I didn't realize that his albums were named after... Initially. College stuff. Yeah. Initially, his first three albums were, and then... From there, it became like 808s and Heartbreaks and like crazy, beautiful, twisted fantasy. The Heartbreak song, I know. Yeah, 808 and Heartbreaks was the one where he was all auto-tuned. Yeah. But, yeah, that was yeah. a great album. It was a good album. But, it, you know, it started, I don't know, it was all weird. You're a Kanye be- fan, right, Omar? Yeah. Oh, man, I love Kanye. Um, I mean, Old if this Kanye was... Kanye or new Kanye? I mean, definitely old. Definitely old. I mean, I think... Obviously, in the last couple of years, he's. If this were a few, like five, six years ago, maybe I would have been like, let's do it, man. I'm all for it. But <laughs> right now, yeah, maybe not. I just think he's, he's kind of lost it, which is weird. Like, you just see a lot of these musical geniuses just end up like going kind of haywire. Yeah. But I mean, he used to be great. I mean, he called out George Bush for not, you know, he's like, George Bush hates black people. And yeah, like, that was, that, that was huge. That was huge. I have no idea. I mean, married a Kardashian. I don't know if that that was part of it. He, but. he has mental health and emotional. Like he he does like he is very he, open. Yeah, he's he's bipolar. He's bipolar. Okay. Yeah. Like, he, there's no concealment, which is always brave. Like in in the public sphere, being open about your struggles like that. That's kudos to that. But it also means like it's like there is a there, like it's hard to criticize him because you don't know if it's a PR stunt or if the dude's off his meds. Well, no, he is off his meds. He openly says that he takes that he oh, goes. Oh, he doesn't off take his... his meds. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, Jeez. That's the thing. So him and Charlemagne, the God, right? Um, he's a. You know who Charlemagne is, right? Uh, Breakfast uh, Club. Yeah. Okay. So him and Charlemagne were supposed to co-author a book about mental health in the black community. Oh, that'd be that's really good. And then Charlemagne did it on his own without Kanye, because because Kanye backed out. No, because Kanye wasn't taking his meds and stuff. Oh, and he, you know, like for him, he's like, I'm not gonna. If you're not trying to fix, like, 
your mental health issues. I can't have you write a book about mental health issues when you don't want to do anything to fix them. See, this is my struggles. Like, so like the tr- people don't know this about uh, Trump is Trump ran as a as a marketing stunt, right? Like, I'm sure part of him, like Kanye, wants to be president, but it was mostly to sell shit. Mm-hmm. If you look at the early rallies that Trump held when he was just starting out, he was selling stuff. He was selling water bottles and steaks and hats and shirts and like other stupid shit. That's that was the whole point of it. He was he was running to sell. He that's why he never showed up prepared. That's why he never really took it seriously. He just kind of said anything that came to mind. And then it turned out that Americans were fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, they were willing to to vote for him, and it became more seriously. Uh, in fact, some of the kind of biographies of him talk about how when he won, he was actually quite shocked because now he was like, "Fuck, now I have I have responsibilities. Now I have to actually do something," which is what he didn't want. And we just found out uh, recently that his wife, the reason why his wife didn't move with him to the White House that first few weeks, first few months, actually was because she had the initial plan was that he was not going to win and now that he had won she wanted to uh rework her prenup with him because she didn't want to move to dc and so she used that as leverage he couldn't afford a public divorce at the time because he had just won and so uh she got a better prenup she did she redid the entire thing so that tells us a little bit about trump and i'm wondering if that also applies to kanye Right, like okay, a part of him wants to win, obviously. That's the ego, right? But the, if at the end of the day, this is just a PR thing, like you know, rich people, you know, us poor people, we start podcasts. <laughs> rich people run for president. You know, like that's that's the thing. That's the hobby. Someone had said this, like white people in New York start podcasts and billionaires run for president. It's like the hobby that people have. Is that if this is just a hobby thing for him, you know, what the hell? We're going to run. We're going to gain a little bit of traction and maybe once more sell my shoes, the, you know, whatever the Israfel shoe that he just came out with like a few weeks ago or whatever, right? So it's like maybe that's what this is all about. But the problem I have here is the way in which wealth and celebrity intersect so much with the presidency in our politics. You, me, and Omar, we can't run for president. Like, on a whim? Like, if we wanted to run for a president, we'd have to work towards it. We'd have to build towards it. Yeah. We'd have to co- collect, you know, we have to get committees and whatnot. But if you're a rich billionaire like Kanye West, what the hell? You wake up one day and be like, I'm running for president. <laughs> he's, he's put no thought. Where's his, there's no exploratory committee. There's no thinking about real policy. He's just, he woke up, but he has the access to it. Why? Because he's got the name recognition. And he's got the money. If tomorrow, Diz, you announced that you were running for president on Twitter, mm-hmm. who do you think is going to pay attention to it? Nobody. Nobody. Omar, also, if you were to announce that you were running for president, you'd probably get traction from maybe Afghans, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no one would be real, right? <laughs> like the old AAC crew would all be like, hell yeah, right? You're the, 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 everyone who's known you since, since Berkeley, like, yeah. Don't, don't gas me up like that, presidency. Ali. I might just do it now. <laughs> you are old enough now, right, Omar? <laughs> you could officially run for president. Oh, I forgot but, about that, yeah. But if, you know, are white people paying attention? Some, the New York Times going to show up and do an interview with you? Washington Post going to run a profile on, on Omar, the dark horse of the presidency? <laughs> yeah, dude, Forbes did an article with Kanye for it. And that's the thing, right? Like, I've seen people, like, post, like, memes and stuff, like, uh, Joe Biden, sexist misogynist, uh, Trump, sexist misogynist, Kanye, not sexist misogynist, Kanye 2020, and I'm like, are you guys... Wait wait a minute, hold on. (laughs) I saw that, too. I mean, okay, uh, it's one thing to be a Kanye fan, it's another thing to deny that he's, he's, he's not a sexist or a misogynist. Yeah, but, like, they're trying... I've heard some of those lyrics. My thing is, is like, when you're doing that, you're splitting the vote, you know, like, that, that's the thing that gets me. It's, it's, it's like the same people who are going to be fucking voting for Joe Jurgensen, who, if you look up her is policy. Is it Jurgensen or is it Jorgensen? Jorgensen, Jorgensen, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's one of those white people names, you know, like that, you could pronounce it both ways, I guess. Um, but like, Ouch. yeah, but 
she's anti-union. She's anti-minimum wage. Like, she's a pure libertarian on that, like, aspect. And people, like, just see, like, oh, she's pro-marijuana. Okay. And she's pro-private fucking prisons. She's against public schooling. Like, look into this actual person and just don't think, like, okay, I'm going to vote for her because, you know, she's, one, she's a woman. Two, she's not Trump and she's not Biden. Like, I got to say that uh, of all the platforms, uh, the no public education platform is always the one that strikes me as obviously I'm biased, right? But it's like, I don't understand how anyone can look at America right now and go, yep, we need less education. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like the solution here clearly is we need less of the education. That, that seems insane. I have an issue with the splitting of the vote thing. I think it's an assumption that it would split the vote. You don't think that Kanye or voting no, third party is going to split the vote? So. I think people who are going to vote for Kanye weren't going to vote for anyone else anyways. Yeah, but the, here's the thing, right? The, or, the, the biggest voting block right now is millennials and Gen Z, right? And we're dumb enough to fucking throw our vote away on a joke vote for Kanye because we don't like Biden and we don't like Trump. I think I'm not sure. I think the people who weren't the people who didn't like Biden and who didn't like Trump from our generation weren't going to vote anyways. Mm. I don't think Kanye is taking any any actual vote. People who are voting, people who are voting for Biden, they're already they're locked in. The anti-Trump vote is locked in. I don't think Kanye is stealing any votes from the anti-Trump vote. I also don't think. I mean, if people are going to vote for Kanye. They weren't planning on voting anyways, originally, I, I think. That's my theory. I could be 100% wrong, but I just I have a sneaking suspicion that the people who were voting Kanye weren't voting in the first place. Well, what about the people that voted for, um, what's his face, the guy who didn't know what Aleppo was and then the other weird hippie lady? What? Last election. What was his name? The, the, the weird, uh, what's Aleppo guy? What's his name? The libertarian dude? Oh, um, uh, Gary Johnson. Yeah. Well, Pete, you think that didn't split the vote, or? I don't think Gary Johnson took any votes away now. Hey, I Joe, Joe Exotic got some votes. You know, he ran for governor. So. <laughs> he, he, he finished, like, 13th place in the Libertarian primary. Yeah, but, like, there's something to be said about, like, the fact that he could run and win votes. Right? Joe Exotic? There's a part of me that, that's, like, it's sitting there going, like, I, here's my struggle here, right? It's called it's freedom, freedom, Ali. Hashtag freedom. <sighs> Oh my God! So, <laughs> please move to Kentucky. You belong there. The problem, but see, I think the struggle I have here is that when you look at politics as an aesthetic, if you look at politics as sort of a superficial spectacle, right? And this isn't the problem. Here isn't with every voter. The problem is structural. Even the way CNN covers the debates, right? I mean, I remember the 2016 debate. They, I didn't know if I was watching a boxing match between Clinton and Trump. Or if it was an upcoming serious debate about policy, they had like these profiles, right? Clinton, Trump, Tuesday, 9 p.m., right? Like it was, it was all That's about like, drawing people into this like spectacle. When you treat it that way, when you treat politics in that way and allow it to become a popularity or celebrity contest, I mean, the way that people talk about Elizabeth Warren, right? Or Bernie. I love Bernie. But you, you, the way that people have made Bernie into their personality trait, where people are now talking about their fucking Warren Democrats, what the fuck is that, right? Will you, make a, will you make a politician into your own personality trait or into a celebrity and you're sitting there and getting selfies and whatnot with them? Then don't be surprised when reality TV stars win presidencies. Like, that's the end result. You can act like Trump is the anomaly, but in my opinion, Trump is the end result of what we've done to our politics. You treat politics as a sort of celebrity grudge match between people, then you're going to get celebrities running and you're going to get celebrities winning. And I don't think it's just like, oh, those dumb Republicans. Because let's be real, how many people pushed for Oprah, liberals, pushed for Oprah to run for president? It's a serious push. Yeah, let's get Oprah I remember run. that. Right? She'd be the anti-Trump. What the fuck does Oprah know about running the fucking country? She knows how to give away free cars and fucking ninja bullets or whatever those little smoothie <laughs> machines are called. What are they called? The, 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 yeah, the magic bullet. The magic bullet. What does she know about running the fucking country? But people were very serious about it. She'd be the anti-Trump. Let's get Oprah to run. She'd win. The fuck? 
really? I mean, there's there's trust, right? Like there's a trust yeah. built in and with her, and I think that the there's familiarity. Like those are the things that I think yeah. people are looking for. And then the cele- yeah. the celebrities are easy. You know, you have that that sort yeah. of um, built in relationship with them, even though it's not real. You think you know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sociologists call this the parasocial relationship. It's a one way relationship because the celebrity doesn't know you. But you think you have kinship with the celebrity. And I think it's made even worse through social media because those boundaries are kind of broken down and things like YouTube and whatnot, right? That's the success of YouTube is the, you, the kid sitting in his bedroom looking directly into the camera. It seems intimate. Oh, he's your friend. You know who he is. Let's be real. You have no idea who those people are. But they are, there's that kinship, as you rightly point out. You know? Suddenly you feel like you know who... I know I can vote for Donald Trump because I know who he is, right? Yeah, and you get that a lot, right? Like people are like, "Well, he's he's not afraid to say what's on his mind, and that's why we're gonna vote for him." Because I feel like I know him. He tweets at us, you know, like that. That becomes a like a a, a point of okay. That's why I'm gonna vote for this dude, and it's just kind of stupid. Like I don't know. I I can't with these people, man. I mean, I I have a, I wonder who's gonna get the Joe Rogan vote. I feel like he's that, like there was a rush, there was kind of a Rush Limbaugh, and I feel like yeah. Trump is a manifestation of the popularity of Rush Limbaugh, and I yeah. feel like Joe Rogan has become everybody's everybody's king right now. So I'm I'm really curious who who's gonna get that vote. That's a good question. I think Joe Rogan. First of all, Joe Rogan is way more overrated than people are willing to admit. But I think the Joe Rogan, like, demographic, if we can call it, they lean towards libertarian, maybe, like, if they were going to vote Democrat, it would have only been for Bernie, mm-hmm. right? Like, if Bernie was the nominee, then maybe some of them would have voted Bernie. But the majority are going to be voting libertarian, I think. But I wonder if some of those people will end up being Kanye voters. Right, because I could, I see the those spheres, and you guys know Joe Rogan and Kanye better than I do. But I feel like their audiences overlap to some extent, or well, do they not? Well, kind of, right? You have Elon Musk, like who's repping hard for Kanye, and Elon is one of the people that these Joe Rogan people love, right? Yeah, like I have a lot of friends and family members who are huge, like Joe Rogan fans, right? Like some of my cousins, are they all guys. They're what? Are they guys? Yeah, they're guys. You know who these people are, bro. If I told you who they are, like, I'll tell you who they are off air, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I, we'll, call I, the, we'll call this the dude bro demographic. Yeah, Joe Rogan is the voice of the men of America. Like, but it's, it's, it's really wild how many people listen to him, though. And I yeah, think he, even... He is, he's number one podcast in iTunes. If I'm not but even if, even if it's mostly, I would say, men that listen to him, he uses a lot of language and has a lot of views that are like, you know, part of this mainstream, like, I would say white sort of culture of like, yeah. you know, um, there's, you know, whether it's cancel culture, talking bad about that, you know, those kind of things that yeah. are very, have become very mainstream sort of uh, yeah. views white to have. White grievance culture. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. Well, he definitely types, ta- taps into that while not being an outright conservative. And I think that's interesting, yep. right? It's like, because there are plenty of, of, uh, people who don't see themselves as conservative who might be okay with things like gay marriage and who want legalization of marijuana but who on cultural factors and other sort of cultural factors will align themselves with republicans or conservatives because of the grievance factor of it right the a, some sort of sense of loss whether it's a sense of loss of prestige or a loss of the ability what they think is the ability to speak quote unquote cancel culture or pc culture or whatnot so they'll end up aligning even if they don't see themselves as outright republicans it's a weird demographic man it's a weird i've talked to joe rogan voters they are first of all they don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> the majority of them you ask them something politically and they have no fucking clue what they're talking about but two they're they're out there their beliefs are like Part conspiracy theory, part libertarian, part just fucking grievance. But it, that culture war, I feel like, is everything. Like, that's what people yep. care about. That's, that's really what, even if they don't know the details of the policies, if they know that, you know, they stand against 
you know, some cancel culture or something. I can't think of another example, but you know, that's the main topic that everyone thinks about. Then they're like, I'm with that person. And so Trump's talking about it. Trump's yelling and screaming about it. And so they're like, I'm with that. I I have a feeling a lot of them are going to be with that person. And that's my worry is like, he puts it into this culture war stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really effective and it works. Yeah, you're, you're right. Because one of the things that I found fascinating is that Trump, especially during this whole COVID stuff, right? What is he leaning heavily on? Statues, right? Yeah, exactly. He's leaning heavily on the heritage stuff, history stuff. Because I think he does pinpoint something, is that because of, I think, the way that our politics has been covered, and again, this is not the fault of the individual. This is the fault of our education system. This is the fault of our media system, in which we don't have civic literacy. We really don't. And so our politics become cultural issues. They become issues of white identity or uh, minority identities or whatnot and the preservation of some form of privilege or prestige or power or something in, the, in that regard. So cultural issues become really powerful. And when you have a right, particularly a kind of block, a white grievance block that you can tap into, Trump, I think, can effectively leverage the even as everything is going to shit, all the policies are going to crap, the economy is not doing good, the job numbers are looking shitty, the, the death rate of COVID is spiking, right? like all that going on, if he leans on stuff like, they're taking down your statues, they're coming for Abraham Lincoln, they're coming for George Washington, they're coming for Christmas, he did that right in 2016, we can finally say Merry Christmas, people were really, like, really taken with that, he was, he was the anti-PC vote, mm. If he leans on that, I think he, he can really tap into that again. And that's, what, that's what's frustrating, is that I don't think pin, people have quite understood that we're in this moment in which you have one a small segment who are very policy-oriented, and these are people who are thinking intersectionally. These are people who are thinking about dismantling systems of oppression. But you have a much larger segment of the population who is just thinking culturally, in terms of culture wars. That's it. They're not thinking about systems. They're not even thinking about taxation. They're not thinking about any of that. It's just about that grievance. Who can voice my grievance? And Trump can voice it, right? He gives voice to, you can't say Merry Christmas anymore, right? You, they're coming out of you. They're coming for your favorite president. Like, all that stuff. He's able to voice that. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's right. It's fucking fragility, bro. Yeah. White fragility. Like, yep. Barack Obama said Merry Christmas fucking multiple times <laughs> like barack obama deported more fucking latinx people than any other president in the history of our presidents like you want fucking border protection obama d- did that shit i, I disagree yeah. with all the shit that he did but he did it right like let's be real the foundation for you know like building those camps where we we're putting the yeah, but, kids but in here's the thing obama was black yeah yeah obviously and i that's think that's the key that's a huge thing, right? Like people, yeah. people, like if you're black, you're gonna get scrutinized more. Yeah, yeah. Van, Van Joe's called it the the white lash or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about like Kanye, and I feel like you know we're talking about him running for president. There's this like element of you know he he gets so much he gets really scrutinized, and people come at him so hard. And I wonder, like, how many of those people just hated him way before because he was super outspoken. He was like, George Bush hates black people. And now that now that sort of everybody's on board, that Kanye's a little, you know, lost it a little bit. Yeah. Now they're like coming at him, you know. But some of that, I feel like there is an element to this whole idea of him being an outspoken black man. And they're just yeah, people yeah. are super excited. When Kanye, when Kanye hit rock bottom, people got so excited for that. Um, yeah. So, so I, I always wonder a little bit because I, I, a part of me wants to root for him. Like a part of me is like, maybe Connie's going to come out with some super woke progressive policies that we just aren't ready for. We just haven't heard <laughs> That's about the yet. Optimist in you. <laughs> That's my optimist speaking. Yeah, like from from his first few albums and the old Kanye. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see, bro. Yeah, I think you're right. But also, like, it, there was a weird like acceptance of him too when he was a, a Trump supporter. Right? He became like a, like all of a sudden you had white people like. I don't like your rap music, but I like you. Right? There was this weird like tokenizing of him as a black Trump supporter. But they do that though, right? right. Like, but it's also now the reverse of it. When he's now running, because he's an outspoken black person, they hate him even more. 
Yeah. There's this weird like he can't win either way. If he's if he's a Trump supporter, he gets tokenized to a certain extent. And if he's not a Trump supporter, then it's he being an outspoken black person, he's screwed. He gets scrutinized doubly so. Yeah, and then on top of that, right? Like let's be real, one of the, if not the biggest controversy that Kanye ever did in his career was go and interrupt little old white Taylor Swift. Yep. Yeah. Right? And that's when mainstream people started hating Kanye, right? This yeah. little he he went and he made this little blue-eyed, blonde-haired Taylor Swift feel uncomfortable. Even Obama called him a jackass. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, so I, I can see that, and I I can see the racialized aspect to it, especially like looking back at it, at, at that because it was it was even when he said something about George Bush, yeah, people told him to shut up and just make music. And then as soon as like he did something to Taylor Swift, then it became even worse. So I can see that because there's Elon Musk has some crazy ass shit, but fucking white America loves Elon Musk. Hate Elon Musk. Well, that's because you're not white new, America. New rule: no billionaires are allowed to run for president. <laughs> just, like, just no more. Don't take yourself out the running this early, Ellie. Oh wow! <laughs> this, is, this is slander and calumny. <laughs> I love it. I love trying it. to cancel me on my own podcast. <laughs> we should bring you on like, more often. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, uh, did we not learn from Bloomberg? The dude like ran a a massive campaign off the sheer fact that he was a billionaire. I had friends who would like be hit up by Bloomberg's campaign. Like, we want you to make a meme for us. Here's this much amount of money. I had other people who literally weren't Bloomberg supporters, but went and worked for him because he was giving out like free fucking Apple MacBooks and shit, <laughs> right? Because yeah. he could do that. He's wealthy enough. He's like, here, here, take a take a MacBook, join the the, the Bloomberg team. <laughs> How on earth is an ordinary person like Omar or Dez or Mister Alomi here ever supposed to compete with something like that? How are we, if we run for president, we can't give out MacBook MacBooks? You can you can sick the gins on people. <laughs> if I ever win an election, that'll be the accusation. <laughs> he, he was dark magic. <laughs> Only in America would a would a historian writing about religious history <laughs> be accused <laughs> of conjuring jinn or some shit like that. I'm just saying. Naturally, bro. I'd, I'd be the first president burnt at the stake. Twenty <laughs> first century. I could see it. Uh, I'll start that petition. <laughs> oh, lovely. I think that's 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 my real cancellation is when they burn me at the stake. Anything up to there, bring it on. I can handle it. <laughs> burn me at the stake. That's fucked up. All right, let's end it here. I think we've had an interesting conversation uh, where we've really dived into this weird moment that we're living in, and I don't I don't see this like resolving anytime soon either. It's like this is the first of probably like a dozen podcast episodes we're gonna have where another fucking celebrity is gonna run because I can see it now. 2024, right? You're going to have Oprah running. And 2028, you're going to have... John Cusack? Ran, yeah, I, was, I literally ran out of celebrities. Who's, <laughs> who's another celebrity that would run for president? Who, who, was there was like a porn star who ran for... No, governor. I mean, like, in your mind, which celebrity was most likely to run for president? Um, I think Oprah is the only one that... Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Ooh, okay. everyone, everyone loves Tom Hanks. I'd vote for Tom Hanks. The fuck? I'm we kidding, just bro. spent 45 minutes talking I'm kidding. about this. <laughs> just spent 45 minutes. He's a Cal State Fullerton alum. He's from here. He's from the Bay. Is he right? really? No, bro. He's from Cal He went to Cal State Fullerton. All right. He got educated in Orange County. He's from Orange County now. Uh, w- before we end, favorite Kanye song? Diz, My- you go first. Mine? Um, yeah. Fuck, that's hard. Uh, the one with uh, Chris Martin. Um, I think it was called Homecoming. From oh, yeah, the- yeah, that one's a good one. With a piano. Yeah. Yeah. What was the one where he calls a, a heart? Oh, Heartless. It's called Heartless. Mm. Yeah. So, so-and-so's heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I love that one. It was my ringtone when I had a Blackberry. <laughs> Back when I had a Blackberry, that was my ringtone was <laughs> Kanye's Heartless. <laughs> Omar, what about you? Uh, I can't think of a song, but definitely 808s and Heartbreaks were, was my favorite album. Like, I absolutely love that album. You're into entirely. auto-tune crying, singing shit. Oh, yeah. Before it was cool. Now everybody does it. He, I refuse to uh, look it up to give him any more likes or views. Heartless was on 808 and Heartbreaks. It was. It was. Oh, was it really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, there we go. He also, did he, didn't he do one with Katy Perry, like E.T. or some shit like that, or Alien or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, it was extra, ter- it was E.T., but it wasn't his song, it was, it was, um, it was her song, it was but her she song. was, he was featured on it. 
He was featured on Arrow. All right. With that, let's uh, have Diz take us out. Yes, you can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy, uh, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com. We're on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash currently nerdy. And then we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the uh, iTunes podcast app. Make sure you are subscribed. You give us a five star rating and a review. Say Omar, nice you things about yeah. Omar so that Omar comes back. Yeah, yeah, say something nice about him. I think you left a review for us once, Omar. I forgot what you said, but I think it was somewhat nice. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. Omar, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, I'm still on Facebook. You can hit me up, Omar Aziz. I'm, I'm still left there by myself, pretty much. <laughs> you and like 75,000 other Omar Aziz. Do you have any other social media you want to promote? You want to get any social media followers? Uh, I or just your Facebook? My Twitter is, I think it's public now, AFG Slug. AFG Slug. Hit me up on there Perf- on Twitter. Perfect name. Perfect. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History, uh, or on my website at alilomi.com. Diz? You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and then also on the Currently Nerdy Sports Podcast, soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy. This was uh, lots of fun. We loved having you, Omar. Thanks for having me. You were smart and interesting, and we love you. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.